0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world.
0: We deep dive into tough-to-talk-about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things, relationships, soul care, sex, healing from
1: your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick.
0: Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us this week. Um, We are talking about the power of your tongue and me and Sid have actually talked about this quite a few times through other episodes. And we finally just decided that it needs its own episode because it is so, so important and there is so much power in, in our words. And so they can definitely have negative impact, but they can also have positive impact. And so we will deep dive into kind of our own personal experience, but also, um, how whenever we use these negative words, it, it's a way for the enemy to be able to come in and, and lie to us. And so it is so important that we know how to overcome this. And we also just wanted to make note that when we talk about the positive impact of our words, we actually aren't meaning and manifestation though that can sound that way when we say you need to be speaking positive things over yourself. But really what we're saying is we want to be speaking life and that is based off God's promises and him getting the glory through that. So that is super important to us. And we're going to dive a little bit more into that. And um, yeah, we're excited.
1: Gosh. Yes. This topic is so huge. and I just, I know that I know that such a large percentage of the world doesn't know that it's so huge. You know, the enemy has so many people deceived into thinking that you can just say whatever, or you can say things because you're just kidding, you know, you're just playing around, you're just being sarcastic or whatever, but the enemy takes us at our word and the enemy cannot hear our thoughts, but he can hear what we say. And so number one, like we'll get into the different like scriptures and how this is biblical, but you know, um, first of all, like the things that you speak, you're giving the enemy bait like you're literally giving him bait to run with and work in your life you're showing him how he can attack you if you're speaking negative things over yourself he's seeing oh you know uh she believes this about herself so i'm going to run with that him mm-hmm. and all of his demonic forces you know and uh-huh. so we've got to be aware and we've got to live like there's a spiritual world, world around us because there is just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and so this is just so huge you know and I know that a lot of people hear the power of the tongue and they think of it in this woo woo way, like the, you know, manifestation and all this law of attraction. We're not talking about that. Like, this is not whether you believe in that or not, whatever, that's fine. Like, but we're not talking about law of attraction. We're not talking about manifestation. We're talking about using discernment and wisdom from the Lord to speak things out of your mouth that are going to create good fruit into your life. Yes, Number one, this is biblical. Number two, it's just actually really practical if you really think about it. And so we're going to explain that a little bit. Um, you know, our brains are always listening to us. They're always listening to what we're telling ourselves inside our head. They're also listening to what we speak out of our mouths. I know it sounds weird, but your brain is literally always listening and believing to what you tell it. So if I'm going around saying all these negative things about myself, that those words that I'm saying are getting down in my heart and they are causing me to believe whatever it is, you know, it's just like if I were to watch a scary, like a scary movie every single night, scary movie, scary movie, scary movie. I'm hearing and seeing these things from the scary movie that's eventually going to get down in my heart. And I'm going to eventually feel like there's something going to pop out around every corner. You know, that feeling when you like watch a scary movie. So, and then like afterwards, yeah. you're like oh, like you're just like jumpy. Yeah. Okay. So that's just like one example of how this works. Like what's going in your ears and your eyes is so powerful to your spirit. And part of that is the things that you speak yourself. So, we've really got to be careful with that because as we speak these things, we are going to start believing them, and then we subconsciously start acting on what we believe. That's how we have our actions. We act out of what we think and what we know to be true, um, and then that affects everything about our life. It affects our relationships. It affects how we carry ourselves. It affects. It affects our confidence. It affects. Everything, you know, faith actually works in the same exact way. If you want more faith, you have to speak faith-filled words because your brain is listening to you. Your brain is believing what you say. So if I have faith, you know, for example, that God is going to deliver me from over drinking, let's just say like from over excessive um, or excessive alcohol intake. But I keep going around saying, man, I'm just a drinker. That's just who I am. I'm speaking this thing over myself, yet I was just in my bedroom praying, Lord, please help me to not be a drinker. Help me not to do have excessive alcohol habits. But then I'm going and speaking it. Number one, that's me telling my subconscious, no, this is who I am. I am a drinker. Number two, I'm literally showing God that I don't have the faith that he's going to come through on that prayer. The word does say in Mark 11, 23, that whatever you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Or, sorry, whoever says this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the midst of the sea, but does not doubt in their heart, but believes those things that they say will come to pass, they will have whatsoever they say. There's that scripture. There's so many other scriptures that talk on the topic of our faith impacts our prayers. If we have faith that the Lord is going to answer our prayers, he will answer our prayers. But if I'm going and I'm speaking the opposite of what I just asked the Lord to do, what does that tell him? That tells him that I don't really have the, the faith, you know? So that's just two big reasons right there why we've got to be so careful with what you know what we say.
0: Yeah. And I won't lie, like I still have to check myself in this area. I was literally just telling Corey this morning. Um, we were leaving the gym and I had made a terrible comment about myself and I laughed about it. I passively aggressive said it and I was like, I know I don't actually mean that. I know it's a joke, but It isn't a joke. It's a way to make a joke about something that I actually do believe. And so I had to tell him, like, call me out. If I do this, call me out. And sometimes you do need that accountability and you need someone in your life who is going to say, don't say that. Don't even let that come out of your mouth, because just like Sid said, we're literally giving the enemy something to hold on to. And I'm only creating a space of disrespect for myself. And then also subconsciously telling myself that I'm not capable of change and God's not capable to use me like this. That is what we're saying. And how ridiculous does that sound, right? Like whenever you really start getting into thinking about how powerful our God is, we're saying that he can't use us in the state that we're in. And we're now challenging God to his ability and God can use us in any state that we're in. And so that's why it's so important to only speak life over yourself, because Satan will use those things because that's the last thing he wants you to do is to fulfill your calling that God has on your life. Mm -hmm. And so I even struggled with this in my dating days where every guy that rejected me, I felt like verbally I had this meltdown and it was just like, no man will ever love me for me. No guy will want to wait till marriage for me. And I remember saying these things out loud and those little lies that I was saying, really seeped into the rest of my dating years for about a decade, which is crazy to think about. Um, and it took a lot of work and healing to release those for myself. But it's crazy how the enemy attaches you know, those little things in our life, those little lies to our identity. And they just grew and grew and grew. And so... Our tongue and our like our words, they're they're like seeds, just like Proverbs 18 says, and we will bear its fruit. And so I really had to ask myself, what kind of seeds am I planting in my life? You know, what kind of seeds am I planting in my friends' life? What kind of seeds am I planting in my family life and um family's life? And it really all or it really showed me how important it is because our words are either helping and encouraging or hurting. And so I really had to ask myself am I doing this well? You know, and I think it's really easy to make sure we watch what we say to others. Um, but we're so hard on ourselves. Like we're so much harder on ourselves. And so yeah, it's important.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like ourselves aside, you know, our words have such an impact on those around us. Like the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Like that's so untrue. <laughs> like, Lies. That's so untrue. You know, Satan wrote that himself. <laughs> Do what? I said, Satan wrote that himself. Yeah, he did get on out of here. Um, Yeah. Like your words really do, you know, we can act like we're big and bad and, you know, words don't hurt us and we're fine, but like subconsciously, yeah, it does. It does hurt us. And, you know, we have such power to truly lift up and encourage the people around us with our words. And we have such power to tear them down too, you know, especially, let me say this, like men, like our husbands, our spouse, our boyfriend, like men like thrive off of your words. Like mm-hmm. I once had, um, my cousin, she's, you know, like maybe 10, 15 years older than me. And she's been married for a while. And she's like, your husband wants to feel like he is your superhero. Like, this is a total different topic, but he, she's like, literally sometimes going above and beyond in your words with your husband. Like, I'll tell John, I'm like, you're my hero. Like you, I just like respect you so much. Like and just like speak, 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 speak them up because they just like thrive off of that. So that's kind of just like a more practical side of, um, you know, why we want to use our words wisely. But, yeah, they do have such the ability to encourage people and they also have the ability to bring people down big time. Um, And so, you know, we've got to really pray for discernment in this. We've got to pray. Um, You know, one thing that I pray often is Lord, help me to use every single word that comes out of my mouth for the edification of others. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get into that scripture from Ephesians more in our um, soul scriptures here in a little bit, but the word does say that we're not supposed to let anything come out of our mouth that, you know, isn't wholesome, but only like our words are literally used to build up others according to their needs. And y'all, I'm so not perfect in this, but it's something that I do feel like the Lord has really made me more conscious of. Over the years. And I will say, when you walk around with like a guard over your tongue, and that's something that I that I pray often too is Lord, put a guard over my lips. If I'm not supposed Mm -hmm. to say it, don't let me say it. You, your attitude changes. It really does. Because when you're speaking negative things, golly, like it not only number one, does it annoy people around you? Like nobody wants to be around somebody who complains and talks negative all the time. I'm just gonna be honest. But number two, like you feel better, you feel better inside. You will feel happier as these happy and positive things are coming out of your mouth. And if you're having a bad day ever, ever, we all have bad days sometimes, (laughs) often, (laughs) Um, you know, if you're ever having a bad day, I want you to just start speaking out every positive thing that you can think of. God, you know, the Lord tells us, um, Hold on. What's the verse I'm trying to think of? Lord, bring it to me. The garment of praise is for the spirit of heaviness. So like when we're having a bad day, we feel heavy praise. Let praise roll off your lips. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that I'm living and breathing. Thank you that I have two legs that work. Thank you that I have two eyes that can see. Thank you that I have two nostrils that breathe well. You know, literally like just start thanking him for everything out loud, letting Mm -hmm. the heavenlies, letting the spiritual realm hear what, you know, your gratitude to God Almighty. So let's also talk about this for a second. If there is someone in your life who you want to change, whether it's your husband, whether it's your sibling, whether it's whoever, okay, then we've got to stop speaking negative things over them. Whether it's your child, maybe you have a teenage son or daughter, you know, we've got to stop speaking the things over them that we don't want. We've got to start speaking the things over them that we do want to see. So for example, Oh, my husband is just so lazy. Well, the more that you say that, the more you're harping on it, the more that you're going to start to believe it. And the more you're going to subconsciously treat him like he's lazy, which is going to make him continue to be lazy. It's just how it works. You know, if you want him instead to be a man who takes initiative and works hard, start speaking that, start literally like praying that Lord, make my husband a hard worker who takes initiative. And, and then say, thank you, Lord, that you're doing that. And then from there forward, we only speak that. Every time negative thoughts come to our mind, we say out loud, nope, God, thank you that my husband is a hard worker, that he takes the initiative. You know, we're speaking these things that we want to happen. Mm, that's good. it
0: goes the same thing to say with friends, like if you have someone who's always negative or gossiping all the time, and, you know, instead of us just saying, oh, they're just like that, they'll always be that way, or they always have been that way, instead of, having that mentality and then participating in it because that's just how they are instead start praying in private start praying over that and asking god to give you the wisdom and discernment and the words to say in those scenarios and start to change the conversation you know start speaking life over them start um that's like one of the best ways to get over any tension And any type of friendship relationship is to start speaking life over them and praying for them. Um, And and God will intervene in that. And so it's allowing the other person to see that boundary of like, okay, this person doesn't want to participate in this, but you're doing it in a way where you're speaking life into them so that there can be heavenly change on them.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the more that we speak those things over other people, we'll start having vision for that, believing it. And treating that person as if they are that way, yep. which actually will will kind of encourage them to be that way. Does that make yeah. sense? Like it sounds so weird, it yeah. really does. But I'm telling well, you, is, like it's just psychology. Like that's how it works. Well, and this is where people
0: mess with the whole manifestation because they say just speak it out loud and it comes true. And you're absolutely right because there's a God in heaven who aligns your path and if it aligns yes. with His will. Then you're right; it will. But it's also the, it's kind of interesting how the enemy will, will take glory for things. It's so true though. But like, he'll say, you said this, you, you did all the work that you deserve the praise for this. And I can't, y'all, I'm like convicted right now. I cannot, I can remember all the times I put things on my dream board and thought they happened because I put them on a attack on my bulletin board and said, it. you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's interesting how the enemy has taken something where really they're blessings that God has given us and visions and, and through those visions and those desires he makes Mm -hmm. come to pass. And that's what it says. He, he gives us the desires of our heart. So we put faith in that and they happen. And then we say, we manifested it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And so it's just to show you like, that's that, that's that boundary where this isn't manifestation. This is, Having faith that God does give you the desires of your heart, but we speak them out loud in faith to him. It's, it's pouring life into us at the same time and also pouring God's promises into other people and reminding them of his promises and watching him get the glory in that. And that, that is where we're at in this conversation.
1: Right. And you just made me think of something else too, when you mentioned, you know, it gets kind of sticky with like people start tapping into like the manifestation and stuff. This is also where people start to think, oh, well, that's the prosperity gospel, you know, and because, oh, you just name it and claim it, speak it and believe it because God says so in the scriptures. Well, it's like the prosperity gospel is when pastors think like, I'm going to say that I'm a millionaire and I'm going to believe that it's going to happen. And the Lord's going to give me that because that's what scripture says that I'm going to have whatever I have faith in. And like, yeah, God may want you to be a millionaire, but he may not want you to be a millionaire. He may know that if you're a millionaire, you're going to make some really harmful decisions for yourself and for others. And so you don't need to be a millionaire. So he doesn't let you be a millionaire, you yeah. know? Um, and like the Bible does tell us in this world, we're going to see trouble. So it doesn't mean that just because whatever we speak, all these awesome things that we speak are always going to come into existence. It's whatever's aligning with the Lord's will you Ooh, know.
0: you just made me think of this. I think, and I don't know if this is, I mean, it has to be from God because it wouldn't have been for me. I don't think we should be asking things like that, but asking for the fruit of the spirit. Like, I think when yeah. we start talking about our tongues and what we're, what we should be asking for, I think the enemy wants us to be asking for these materialistic things, because we think those hold value when the Bible strictly says like, what is worth having and what doesn't come with us to heaven, you know? And so that is where this, Power of the tongue, like, what are you speaking over yourself, and what are you holding value in? You know, and what are you wishing for? What are you hoping for? And golly, we're like kind of all over the place with this topic. I feel like we could go into really the whole manifestation era, like thinking you can just ask and you shall receive immediately in the prosperity gospel. But I think you have a really good point that God's will will always be in protection for us, even if it's against what we ask for, right? Um, but yeah. we do want to make sure that we're speaking life over each other and ourselves in in the process of just living our everyday life. Because if his calling is for you to be the millionaire or start the business or write the book, there has to be good character underneath that for it to be for his glory. And that yeah. does start with the, our tongues and the way that we talk about ourselves and who God says we are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like we talked about in our soul session last week. Uh, John 15, I think it is like when we remain in the Lord, we remain attached to the vine. Um, Like the word says, he is the vine and we are the branches. When we remain attached to him, then we can, we can trust that he's going to align our desires with his desires for us. So then therefore we're praying the things that he wants in our life. And so we can trust that, that they're going to be done, you know? Um, but we can't do that apart from him because apart from him, we're not going to be praying for the things that he wants. We're going to pray be praying for the things that our sinful human nature wants.
0: Yep. Mm, That's good
1: point that I want to make on this is, um, I think it's amazing how God, from the very beginning of time, from the very beginning, pretty much of the Bible, he demonstrated the power of our words by speaking the whole earth into existence. Yeah. You know, it says that God, what is it? (laughs) <laughs> genesis one like what does he say let there
0: be light let there be yeah yeah yeah,
1: light. yeah. okay yeah yeah so like god said let there be light and there was light you know um let there be an expanse between the waters to separate the waters from the waters so like it just shows us you know from the beginning of time the lord uses his words to create and not that we're not god like we're nowhere close yeah. to god right but he does give us an example of the power of that
0: Well, and it's a reminder that when things do happen, they're from him, they're not from anyone else. Like all the things that we have happened in our life is from God. And I thought about this earlier. And he, I felt like God was telling me too, about our words. And if you don't know this, we're here to tell you this, that we actually have, um, a, oh my gosh, how does it worded? We have access to God through prayer. So we actually have heavenly access through our prayers and the enemy knows this. And the enemy knows that if he can make us stumble on our words, y'all, and I don't know about you, but I don't pray very well when I'm not in a good place with myself and with God. Like if I am really negative, I'm mad at everyone around me. I'm in a very discouraging place. I might pray, but it's not the type of prayer I pray in thankfulness and with, or a desperation to be with God. And so I think, knowing that the enemy can cause us to stumble in this, he's going to do everything he can to make you think that you're not worthy of God's blessings. He's going to do everything he can to make you think that you'll never be healthy, or You'll never be the person who does X, Y, Z, or you'll never have someone who can genuinely care for you with who you are, as you are. You know, he wants us to, to stumble. And so knowing this too, is just, if we stumble with our words, it's going to cause us to pray differently. And that is our access to God. It's that intimate relationship that we create with him. And so I think it just is another reminder. And I feel like we've said this, how important it is to really put on that armor of God and know that you have to protect what's coming out of your mouth because whatever comes out of your mouth is actually really coming from your heart. And
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what I'm say. yeah absolutely. So we want to hop into five phrases, specific phrases that you have got to stop saying immediately. (laughs) These Mm -hmm. phrases are detrimental. These are things that women say all the time. And I'll be honest, I've said these things a million times, but we need to be conscious and ask Lord to help us not not to say these things because they're speaking negative things into our life.
0: Yeah. So our first one is I'll always be this way. That's just who I am. So really what you're doing is attaching Whatever it might be, shame or laziness, uh, introvertedness, uh, introvertedness versus extrovert, all these things that someone might um, say you should be differently. And you're attaching that to your identity, which is actually saying that God can't change you or can't use you in a new way. And so instead of saying, I'll always be this way, that's just who I am, really saying, I am who God says I am. You know, I am loved and I am adored and I am. I, my life is given to God and he will fulfill the will that he has for my life. No matter what that looks like and whatever season that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, that also makes me think of like just women that say like, well, I have anxiety. I just have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, stop saying you have anxiety. You don't have to claim that Jesus yeah. took care of that at the cross. We can experience symptoms of anxiety because we live in a fallen world, but Jesus, we, you lay that at his feet because he took that across. The second phrase is I hate blank. So for example, I hate my wrinkles. I hate my stomach. I hate my acne, whatever it is. What this does is this just gives power to that thing. It gives it power over, you know, into your thoughts, into playing into your mood. Um, And the way that I look at it is like, you can do one of two things. Like it's either going to be something you can change. It's going to be something you can't change and you need to accept. So Mm -hmm. I'm either going to change it. If I want to keep saying, Oh, I hate my stomach. I hate my body fat, whatever. Well, Lord, please help me to have the discipline to go to the gym and exercise and eat healthy and do the things that I need to do to lose the weight that I, that I hate Mm -hmm. or number two, you know, I hate my wrinkles or I hate my acne, like things that may not be in your control. Okay. Lord, I pray that you give me, um, just peace of mind over this to accept this. And then like, stop, let's stop harping on it by speaking it out of our mouth constantly.
0: And I want to talk about this too, really quickly with this, because I think weight loss and weight, you know, gain our culture. So obsessed with it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I just want to, and I think we actually do have an episode over this, but I just want to be the reminder to say that you can be unhealthy and still, uh, appreciate the journey to getting healthy. You're not going to, you're not going to get there overnight. So for instance, that's why, like, for me, I could say like, oh, I hate my stomach right now. Well, I do hate my stomach because I know that I have been skinnier in, uh, previous years, but what I've decided to say instead is I love the steps I'm taking to take care of my body better. You know, Mm -hmm. like we need to like reword the things that we're saying and ask God to give me the strength to start seeing the way that he sees me and appreciate my temple, you know, and like take care of my temple, just like Sydney said, but It's okay to like look at yourself sometimes and just be like, oh, I really don't like that about myself because it's natural and that's something that we naturally do. But don't say it out loud. Don't say you hate these things about yourself. Don't become obsessive over it because it's only going to stall the journey to getting to that, really that self-love, quote unquote, but like that appreciation for the temple that God gave you.
1: Oh, yeah, I like that. The
0: next one is number three is I'll never be able to do that. And I put, you're right, because it's so true. Like if you're constantly telling yourself you can't do something or you'll never be able to do that, 99% of the time you won't even try. And so it's so important that, especially with, if we're talking about God and like how he's going to call you to something, if you're constantly telling yourself you can't do something, why would God be the one to call you out to go do something bold? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're already assuming that you're not going to do it. So just make sure that we're not saying words like that, but just saying, Lord, give me the boldness, give me the strength to do the things that I think that I am maybe unqualified to do, but knowing that he qualifies us in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The fourth uh, phrase to stop saying is today is blank. Today is just not a good day. I'm having a bad day. Today sucks. I just suck today you know, I'm just in a bad mood today, Mm. whatever it is, like whatever you're declaring about your day, it's gonna, that's gonna last the rest of your day. So why don't you turn the day around? So you don't have to waste an entire day of your very short life, you know, instead of harping on this and this and this. And I feel like a lot of times people do this because they want to get they want to get uh, empathy from other yeah. people. Like, you want to complain, and I get it. It's human nature. I do it. Yeah. I go to my husband and vent about something just because I simply want him to empathize with me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like that didn't, I don't feel better. Like, you know, now I just feel like I was just harping more on the negative. And so, but just by turning it around and being like, you know what? This morning was not the best morning I've had in my life, but thank you, Lord, that you're going to help me do this differently the, the rest of the day. So it's a better day or whatever. Yeah. And actually going into
0: a funny story, I literally have been having to do this myself because so Corey likes to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. I am not that way. I'm like very much so I want to sleep. And so what I've caught myself saying is I'll never be the person that loves to get up early. I am like I say, I hate getting up early. I hate having to work out so early. And I, I was literally saying that before I went to bed every single night knowing I'd have to get up. So if you guys can imagine, every time I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, what can you guys imagine that I felt? Irritable, yeah. frustrated, didn't want to get up. So now it's it's our kind of inside joke. Every time we say goodnight to each other at FaceTime, I'll say, I am so pumped to wake up in the morning. I cannot wait. This workout's going to be great. I'm like so excited how consistent I'm being. And I'm starting to just pour life into myself. And it's hilarious because when I wake up, it's like my spirit knows it can't be frustrated. It can't be mad because of the conversation I had with myself, you know, before I went to bed. And so it's the same thing, though. Telling yourself your day sucked, you're now allowing the enemy to say,
1: "Great, I get to torment her all day." You know. So. Yeah. Well, what you just said is is considered negative forecasting. Yeah. You're forecasting. Something negative that you don't even know is about to happen. Yeah. You know, well, that's kind of different because you did know that, you, <laughs> that you're probably not going to want to get up, but you know, and I nice. would people say things all the time, like, oh, well, I'm just, I know I'm going to fail that test or yep. I know mm-hmm. I probably won't even get that job or. You, that is negative forecasting. You are speaking something negative that you don't even know is the truth. Mm. And you're subconsciously going to be acting like it's not going to happen. And that your attitude, because that may make that boss not want to hire you. And you guess know? what? Like, it just gets so deep in the subconscious, like in our psyche.
0: Yes. And guess what? You are not God. So stop saying what you think is going to happen because God can very much well give you the job or give you an insane amount of energy at 5 a.m. and make you love the gym. Like there's just so many things that we could go on and on about that. But um, the last thing is uh, number five is I'll never get over that. And this one is really, really important because this is basically telling the enemy that you will never forgive this person. The lack of forgiveness keeps us in bondage. And it's really hard to pray for people when you you haven't forgiven them. And the Lord, you know, really does tell us to pray for those and to be in good standing with each other. And obviously there's boundaries and that's totally different episode, but just knowing that really forgiveness is freedom of you. Like it's releasing you from the anger and resentment and the, you know, the, the torture you might be putting yourself through reliving these past um, scenarios that might've happened with somebody. And so just making sure we're not saying I'll never get over that because God calls us to forgive.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. So really quick, let's mention just a few ways that we can be better about our words. Um, The first thing that I would say is correct yourself real time. We're all going to get this wrong at times. I do, you know, we're all going to slip up and say things that we don't need to say, but get used to correcting yourself real time. And then the next time you're less likely to say it, and also get used to correcting yourself in front of others. There's been yeah. many times when I've said something, and I've had to go back, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, like I know this really may not seem like a big deal, but I just need to correct myself. Earlier, I said da 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 in front of you, and I wasn't right in saying that. You know what i What would have been better for me to say was blank.
0: Yep, and that just goes to show, or give another example. Whenever we're in groups of people, and like even like the gossip. Uh it's so easy to start talking about someone. And let's say you are, if you can say, you know what, actually, I don't really feel like gossiping about this right now. Um, and changing Ooh. it, you know what I mean? Like it's going to allow other people to see, like, oh my, I shouldn't be either, you know, oh. I shouldn't be doing that either. And so I think that's gonna be something, even correcting yourself in real time can also start planting seeds of godly character and and instilling that in other people at the same time in a loving way. That's not, it's not like in a condemning way at all. It's just saying, I'm trying to work on this in my life. And I, I definitely want other people to know and keep me accountable for that. So, um, Mm -hmm. number two is worship. And this also goes into just really making sure you're aware of what you're filling your ears with, because what you fill your ears with is typically what your mouth will speak. So I got really into this uh, this past year, but I don't listen to very much secular music anymore because what I fill my ears with is something that comes out of my mouth. So when I was listening to songs that were saying a lot of cuss words and and being very vulgar and angry or seductive, um, lustful, like. I had those feelings, I spoke those words, I acted those actions. And so just being in worship is going to help you be able to be more in tune with God and who he says you are and his promises, just like we've been saying this whole episode. And so just be really cautious um, what you're filling your ears with, because it's typically what will come out of your mouth as well. And that also just goes to say, be careful who you're hanging out with um, and what they're saying and doing, because also that typically comes out of your mouth as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And this goes right along with what Joe just said. So have an accountability partner. You know, it doesn't have to be like, hi, Jordan, will you please be my accountability partner mm-hmm. and making sure I don't say anything? But like just literally telling your spouse, your best friend, your mom, whoever you're close to that this is something you're going to start working on. That way, when you do need to correct yourself or what you're saying, you know, you may not feel as weird about it. <laughs> um And you also have that person to kind of remind you, hey, like you said you were going to do this. So yeah, Yeah, kind of hold you accountable.
0: Well, and I think it's super important to find someone who will hold you accountable, but then correct in a way. So like something, like I said, even with me and Corey, how I've been talking negative about myself, having someone who will say, no, you're beautiful. Look how much you've done. You're going to the gym every day this week. Like having someone who will not only. To hold you accountable but then pour life into you when you didn't you know and having that person to be able to do that with is so important yeah. and then our, um our last one is prayer and really this is just because we are human and we're going to mess up and we're going to falter in this but just asking yourself like Am I actually communicating with the one who created me? And do I believe what he says about me? And am I, do I even know the words that he's telling me to speak about myself and really starting to get in prayer with God and having him speak directly to you and who he says you are.
1: All right. So we're hopping right into our soul scriptures. Um, if you are not familiar with our podcast each week, we obviously center our um, our topic around what the word of God says about it. But we also like to dive kind of into a few scriptures specifically on the topic and talk about those. And so this week's soul scriptures are the first one is Proverbs 18, 21, and it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And, you know, basically what this means is our, our words are producing some type of fruit in our life, either good fruit or bad fruit. And the fruit, the good fruit is the good, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, so we literally, this, this verse is telling us we have the power in our tongue to either have that or to have the opposite of that.
0: Yeah. Which is literally death in life. Like that is such a, such yeah. a big deal and death, meaning shame, condemnation, uh, anger, resentment, unforgiving—you um, know—all these things that cause us to live in, in discontentment in our lives. And so it is, death and life, and it's like Sid said, it's those fruits that we're now planting, and that all starts with our words and and how we're also using those words towards other people.
1: The next one is Proverbs sixteen twenty four. It says, "Pleasing words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healthful to the bones." So clearly, you know, this is saying, this is showing us that there is a connection between our physical words and not our physical words. That didn't make sense, but like our words and our physical health, pleasing words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul, healthful to the bone. So not only to our health, but to our soul, it's all so connected. And I'm not saying that this is, you know, saying that if someone's sick, it's because they quote unquote, spoke it into existence or didn't say The right things. No, I'm not saying that they're sick because we live in a fallen world. Um, but I do believe from all I've read in scripture that our body, our, our brains and our bodies listen to what we say. And, um, you know, we are spirit beings. We, we are a spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body. And it's all just so connected. And so take that however you want. But I I truly believe from this scripture and from what I've read in scripture that it's all just, it's so connected. And if I ever, I'll tell you right now, if I ever get sick, you do not hear me saying, oh, I think I'm getting sick. Like if I start feeling, you know, a symptom, Mm -hmm. I will not say that. I'll pray about it and I'll say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Like, thank you that I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And um, yeah. Yeah, And I, I never, that. I never speak sickness over myself, over my family every day. In my prayers, I'm saying, Lord, I thank you so much that by the blood of Jesus, you have kept, you've taken sickness, you've taken yeah. mental illness, you've taken all sickness and disease and you laid it at the cross because your word says that by your stripes, we have been healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although we live in a fallen world and sickness and these things may try to come on us. I'm going to declare what I know the truth is in Jesus Christ. And that is that I get to lay it at the foot of the cross.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And that really goes into our very last uh, soul scripture, which is Matthew 15, 18. It says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. And so this is what I was saying in the very beginning of this episode of how important, like we're talking about soul stuff here now. Like it's not those curse words and those jokes that you're making, you, you might think, well, it's fine. Everyone's doing it. It doesn't actually mean anything, but it absolutely does. And when we start to be ugly to ourselves or to someone else, like that really is a reflection of what's coming out of your heart. And Satan loves to kill, still and destroy. And I'll bet money that he starts with what comes out of our mouths. Um, I, I will say that I have, been more aware of this because if I'm so quick to cuss and and use slang um, and the Lord's name in vain in casual conversation, it is most likely probably going to come out in angry conversations as well. And so, just just really guarding your heart and speaking pleasing words, like Proverbs 16 says, because it is so intertwined into our souls and the way that we treat people on a daily basis and really how God is going to use us and, and how we're going to be able to impact people. So going into our soul assignment, we're wrapping up here. Um, we do these every single episode and it really is just a practical thing that you guys can take with you this week is, um, what is the biggest negative thing you find coming out of your mouth often? And then to go find a scripture that contradicts that and start declaring it daily.
1: When you're declaring these things, you know, write it on, write this as like an affirmation on a sticky note and stick it somewhere where you see it daily. So say that, you know, the biggest thing that you say is like, I just feel like I have no purpose. I just have no purpose. You know what? Okay. Let's just, that's just one example. Like say that that's your thing. Go find the scripture that says, um, I am God's poema. God created me for good works and write that on a sticky note and put, I am God's poema, He has created me for good works. That's not the exact Mm -hmm. scripture, but it's something along those lines. I wrote it this morning and, um, you know, put the word I in it and like declare it over yourself and then stick it in places where you'll see it often. And every time you see it, declare it. And then when you have the tendency to want to say that thing, you'll end up speaking that thing over yourself instead.
0: Yeah. And just remember those, uh, few ways you can also be better about this is correct yourself real time. If you, if you are struggling with this worship, fill your ears with good things, get an accountability partner for those things that you've written down and then be in prayer over that scripture that you read and just pray that over yourself and pray to God, you know, to help you, um, get rid of these negative thoughts or these, um, ugly words that you've been telling yourself and or other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well said, do
1: you want to pray us out? Absolutely. Okay. Lord, we thank you so much for this podcast. I just want to pray over the listener who's listening to this right now. And I just pray Lord that you will help her to see her worth, see her beauty, see that she is your poema and that you have made her for such awesome purposes on this planet. Lord, give her strength, give her courage, help her to only think and speak positive, good, fruitful things that bring that good fruit into her life. Those things that honor you and edify others and edify herself and show respect to herself and that she appreciates who you have made her to be Lord. We, uh, yeah, we thank you for this podcast and we, we just pray that you bless the woman listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you haven't heard yet, we
0: have an exclusive membership where you can come and dig deeper into the Bible and take your faith to the next level. We have weekly soul sessions where we connect each week and learn about what the Bible teaches us and how to apply it to our lives. If you are ready to transform from lukewarm Christian status into a consistent, confident faith that is laced with boldness, go to thesoulsociety.co to learn more. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can also catch us at at atwithinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.